0: To you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Grump. Hey, everyone, I've been working on an article about my Ghost Gunner 3. Uh, you should see that article coming out probably in a couple weeks. Here it's done, but it's going to be a feature, so that means we have to wait. I know the rogue banshee really wants it. Maybe I'll just send it to him so he can mess around with it. And no, I'm not going to do that. But I'll tell him that anyway. Uh, my name is John Crump. I am the director of GOA for the state of Virginia. I am also a writer extraordinaire for MLN.com. Let me get my plugs out. We are still doing the Mantis uh 10x giveaway at 2,000 subscribers. I will be giving this puppy away at every 100 subscribers. I'll be giving away a patch and a book. My book is called Walking with Giants. You can buy it on Amazon or you can go to crumpy.com giants to buy it there. Um, also, at 1,500 subscribers, we will be giving away a $100 gift certificate to Uncle Sam's Misguided Children. Which is a phenomenal website with a phenomenal owner, great guy, great everything. So that $100 gift certificate there, and every 100 subscribers, free patch and book. And the patches are limited edition patches. You can also support me on Patreon at patreoncom Crump. Super chats are open. $25 get you a signed book. $5 will get you one of the patches, and. All proceeds goes to my niece who is suffering from D.I.P.G., which is a form of childhood brain cancer. We just gave her another check yesterday to help with their expenses, and we actually bought her a puppy, which is kind of cool, because that was her Make-A-Wish. A A puppy and Make-A-Wish is kind of backed up right now because of the whole COVID thing, so we went ahead and got her 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 Make-A-Wish. So with all that out of the way, I'm going to introduce you to the man of the hour. He is the rogue Banshee, uh, and he, his name is Jason, but let's bring him on. What is up, my friend? Hey, John, how are you doing? Uh, not bad, just uh, chilling. I've um, been working on a bunch of stuff here. There's a rumor I'm not going to get your ghost gunner when you're done. No, uh, I don't think you are. <laughs> I might sell it though. Um, like, I don't think I can really even sell it right now or give it away because it's not really it's not really seen for another like six months.
1: Well, what you need to do is just say you know the next the next person does like I don't know fifty super chats gets your ghost gunner. Fifty dollars super chats or five thousand dollars super chats. <laughs> Oh no. The next fifty
0: twenty-five dollars. You gotta do fifty twenty-five dollar super chats and you get your ghost gunner. I would do how about a hundred twenty-five dollars because fifty still so would be like half price. Oh true, true. No, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. I, I like it. I like what it represents more than anything else, which yeah, is, it's a feebleness of Gun control. Yeah, I mean, you think about it.
1: That that machine is just just the ultimate, you know, middle finger
0: to middle finger to you. Broke up. You froze up there. man. Right? Ah. I mean, you
1: figured that the ghost the ghost gunner is the ultimate middle finger to gun control. It is. It is, and that's what it's meant to be. I mean, that's just. It, it's just. It's just a remarkable machine, and and you think about it, it's not a very, ultimately, not a very complicated machine. I mean, it's not like you're going out and buying a big mill and then doing a CNC conversion on it. It's just, it's a box that everything's in it, and you kind of just convert it and go.
0: It is a CNC machine, and the cool thing about it is it can do other projects, and other people are making software for it.
1: Yeah, because he, he did open source that that source code, didn't
0: he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a guy coming on next week that's made software for it. Uh, it's uh, the guy that made the Dengue Dagger um, Atlas Arms. They are a nonprofit as well. And one of the things that they did was... They made armor piercing rounds that do for handguns that do not violate the armor piercing ban.
1: Well, if there's a will, there's a way. I mean, there's a lot of smart people out there just they're just coming up with ideas. I mean sure. I mean that's kind of kind of how our country was formed. Is there's an idea. Let's do it.
0: Well, the guy that um, I have coming on that made the ammo, he is a guy that uh, designed the micro shielding for the ISS.
1: Yeah, I, he's got he's got a few brains on him. You know, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I'd want to go uh, measure brain pants with him.
0: Yeah, so he's he, he actually unique. Unique guy. I think he might be kind of autistic. if He watches the show, so I'm just joking out there, Austin. <laughs> but no, but he's. He he's literally a genius. Um, he he does he developed material that can withstand micrometeors. Which I don't know if you know anything about micrometeors, but they travel at like thirty thousand miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very very smart guy. Yeah, it's
1: just uh, you know that that just. That just amazes me sometimes that someone can just sit down and think of that, and, and not that it couldn't be thought of. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things I could I could think up, but it's just that your your mind just has to be wired a certain way to 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 come up with things like that. And you know, I, I look at things and go, I could totally have thought of that, but I didn't. Someone yeah. else did.
0: Yeah, he is a good guy. He's a in the same vein as a uh, Cody Wilson. So, you know, he, he will do things just to piss off people.
1: You, you know, what's funny is um, when I bought my first AK back when the Clintons were in office and I remember bringing it home and at the time I was in college and I, I lived at home and my father looked at me and he goes, why'd you buy that? And they go, if somebody doesn't want me to have it.
0: Yeah definitely uh, i i'll do that i'm kind of a i have an issue with authority if people can't really there. no, no. <laughs> yeah, i have, just have an issue with the authority that's why i end up suing people all the time for violations of my constitutional rights
1: well that's not
0: really a problem with authority
1: that's actually using authority correctly it's it's the it's the violation of authority that was used against you. If you think about it,
0: yeah, there was a hippie friend about me though. Was there? Yeah, in the Colorado Times re- Recorder, from liberal freaking guy who worked with every town. Well, that that yeah. they're trying to target me personally now. I mean,
1: the the second you said Colorado, I mean, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of. Um, freedom-loving Coloradans—they just don't happen to be around the Denver area. But as soon as you said that, the first thing w- went to my mind was, was um, yeah, some some liberal reporter. Um, and it's sad to think that way. Is you know, I, I have a, it, I, I feel bad that you know I hear Colorado and I immediately think liberal. And I know there's good people there, but damn, the the liberals just kind of screwed that up. That state up for me.
0: You know? Yeah, seriously. Um, basically, I started writing about um, town and doing research into these anti-gun groups. And now they've decided since I'm doing research into them, they're going to come after me. Like I can't. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. If, if anything, it makes it it makes it makes it all worthwhile.
0: Yeah. I, I started uh doing like you know sort of sharing out the article and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, you can't fire me. <laughs> like my editor said, like, they can't fire you. So
1: <laughs> Well, the so, funny thing is, is the more hit piece that they the more hit pieces they write on you, the more publicity they're giving you for free.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my and, my editor was like, yeah, they, they're just driving traffic to our website, so yep. let them do it
1: yeah absolutely. I mean there's nothing there's nothing like using a system against itself
0: yeah it It's really funny. It's like uh every you see every town um, and all the Giffords and stuff like writing all this stuff about uh, Amy Cohen Barrett. Saying, you know, oh, this is really bad because if you look at her record on the Second Amendment, you know, that she, she's going to change gun laws, that they have a, they have the ability to declare assault weapon bans, unconstitutional and stuff. And we're talking about, it, you know, anyway, like, dude, this is like the biggest, the biggest boost that they can give her for the pro-gun community, you know? Yeah. i going to be like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like bring it. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's gonna the, with all this this stuff going on with the elections. It's gonna get interesting to see um, how the dynamics of everything works with who's going to get publicity on what. Um, I mean, the more uh, the more that they attack it, the the more it fights back, and that's that's the thing that they don't understand. Um, you know, they're just like, it's, it's our way. It's just that we know best. We know what's best for you. No, you don't. You, you totally don't. And the more that you say that, the more you just, you, you get people riled up to, to fight against you on that. Um, I mean, this is, yeah, as our, as our founding fathers gave us this right for a reason. Um, you know, I'm a very big believer. The reason why we have a First Amendment is because the second we have a Second Amendment right behind
0: it. Yeah. Um, Chris uh, Shoemaker out there says Colorado got messed up because of the liberals that moved there from California.
1: Yeah. Um, and what's sad is I I worry about Idaho. Um, you know, so, Idaho is just uh, right right next door to us here, and uh, I. worry about i worry about that you know we see it here in montana uh we have everybody you know they move here for what what we have and then they turn around and make it what they just escaped from and it's like guys just chill out there there's a reason why i mean you know i moved here from the east coast Uh, i didn't try to change montana I, i moved here because this is the lifestyle that i wanted and it had everything i that i wanted and um you know my wife always wanted to live here so we moved here and we just kind of just fit right in but it's just crazy how people move in and just change it to what they escaped
0: it, it is it's like you left there because it didn't obviously didn't work and now you want to kind of I mean stop that. I was like I don't get it
1: you know, John, when we moved here in two thousand, uh, here where I live in Helena. At eight o'clock, our our traffic lights went on four way flash. That's what and I there, want. There, there, there was there was nobody around. Um, in two thousand three, um, that that all changed. Too many people coming in. Um, with the housing pricing is just skyrocketing here, and. And the, there's there's no jobs to support the, the housing industry so we all know it's all telecommuters that are coming in and they're just cha- they're just changing everything about it. well I mean, yeah
0: I, like my job I, my day job went virtual so we're not going back to work at all and uh, a lot of people day jobs are going virtual um, and I know Facebook for example, once they went virtual a lot of people because like they're not going back to work at facebook i used to work at facebook so i know they're not going back to facebook so people at fake facebook just scattered they left the uh, the whole bay area and twitter twitter people and google people did the same thing and now they're all over they went to texas they went to all the other places where it's cheaper to live than in the valley
1: and- well you know when i lived in delaware we, we used to laugh because we would see Connecticut license plates just started showing up in Delaware, and we couldn't figure it out. And I, I finally, it finally hit me when I was commuting. I was commuting up to New York City at the time. I was like, oh, it's two hours by Amtrak from Delaware, or it's two hours for, by Amtrak from Connecticut to get to, to New York City. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper to live in Delaware than, than it is in Connecticut.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's one of those things where it's just you know, it 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 is what it is, man. It's um,
1: yeah. I mean it's it, it's a shame. I'm you know I'm glad I left I left Delaware. I'm out of there, especially with the stupid laws they've been passing lately.
0: <laughs> nah, really. L- Illinois mean, different laws. I mean, when I lived in
1: Northern Maryland, we dreamed of living in Delaware just for the fr- for the freedom of firearms. Um, but, yeah, I, when I lived in Delaware. It was great. It was it was pretty easy. And I mean, really, the only thing that was limited there was uh, there was no high powered rifle season for hunting just because Delaware is so flat. that If you miss your target, someone you know, two counties over dies. Um, but other than that, it was pretty much whatever you wanted.
0: Yeah, uh, I live in Virginia, and I can I can see, like, things going, like, crazy here. So it's one of those things where it's like, uh ah, not so good, but, you know, I still love Virginia.
1: You know, Virginia is a beautiful state. Uh, when I was a kid, my father was a traveling salesman. He covered Delaware, Maryland, Washington, D.C., Virginia, and North Carolina. And in the summertime, I used to hit the road with them and i used to love going through virginia i mean it was just it's such a beautiful state um and you know it's just it, the politics have just completely screwed that state up
0: oh yeah it definitely has it's there's a lot of money being dumped into virginia from out of state and i think that's one of the issues with virginia is So much money's coming. I I grew up in Virginia. I was born in Virginia. I was born in Northern Virginia and it's changed so much since I was a kid. It was a a very conservative area until about 10 years ago.
1: You know, there's there's a lot of places that were very conservative areas until about 10 years ago. Um, I mean the building boom here happened about well uh, probably about 8 years ago it happened here and at least in Helena I mean it was in Bozeman and Missoula those those towns were booming long before this uh we were kind of happy that Helena didn't grow everybody kind of looked at Helena and was like it's the capital it's this little town you know this little city in the middle of nowhere um why would anybody want to go there and it's suddenly it, it like word got out hey you know, in Helena, you can buy a house for, you know, $150,000 on a quarter acre. And, you know, if you you come in with California money, yeah, you'd have a a lot of land and a house and your taxes are way cheaper. But, you know, all that money started flowing in.
0: Yeah, what I'm afraid is some of the, like the last bastions of the liberty are gonna be taken over. Probably yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I I agree. I mean that's a that's a worry that we have for Montana. My wife and I my wife and I have have talked of um what happens if this continues here in Montana where where are we gonna go next uh we've we've debated right. on why we've debated on Wyoming. Um, and maybe even South Carolina or uh, not South Carolina, uh, South Dakota, but it's, we, we worry about it because we're starting to see everything that we moved away from showing up here and it's, there's, they're oh, screwing it. They're screwing everything
0: up. So uh, something that happens, it seems like around. You there? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's happening around the different places,
1: yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, it's funny because Chris out there with Wyoming. I mean, look at the Weatherbees. they left California for Wyoming. Um, and it's just they, they had to escape away from all that, that just evil that was working against them.
0: Yeah, Joe left California. Yeah that
1: that that's fun that's funny in in and of itself. I mean, not that he's. I mean, yeah, he's a Bernie fan, but I mean, it's kind of funny that he left. Um, I I never would have thought I'd see Joe Rogan leave California.
0: Well, he basically said it sucks there, so yeah, so it's crazy. I mean, he doesn't like it.
1: I, you know, I was I was in California once. I, I was out there for training. I, I'm good. I, I've been there. Um, that, that's enough for me. I lived in New York. I hated it. Yeah, I, I never had that pull for New York, ever. Um, you know, my grandparents, they lived up in New York, and it, it was nice going up there, going up into the mountains there. Uh, I used to do some skiing up there, but – I just never had that draw to live in New York.
0: I lived in Manhattan.
1: You didn't really live in New York. You just kind of lived in like the center of, you know, mega city one.
0: Yeah. um, My wife is from Long Island, but uh, I lived in Manhattan. uh, So, and uh, it's, I didn't like it at all. It was cool for about two weeks. And then it was uh, like, yeah, it's uh, like time to get to time. I want to go home. I was up yeah. there for one, so
1: I really didn't have a choice. Yeah, we we kind of left the left the East Coast just because it was. We had this basic philosophy that people were not meant to live that close to each other. Um, you know, I I grew up outside of Philly, and I just even as a kid, I was trying to get away from the city in the summertime. All, all my friends were going to the to the shore and and all that stuff. I was. I was up at my grandparents' place up in, up in the mountains for the summer. Uh, I, I wanted nothing to do with the city.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you.
1: Um, I mean, I was perfectly happy bucking uh, bales of hay.
0: Yeah, I lived uh, in Tribeca. Luckily, I didn't have to pay for my rent because my company paid for it. Do you know how much your the rent there was? Uh, probably insane. Seven thousand a month oh, man. for my apartment. Um, luckily, my company paid for all of it. But out of that seven thousand a month—that's insane. Yeah.
1: That's totally insane.
0: I had like from a uh right next to me and stuff like that, so that was kind of cool, but really don't like Robert De Niro now it was kind of cool at the time I had a lot of visitors
1: you know I don't I've never regretted any time visiting cities or being in in some of the large cities um but that's just the thing is it, it was a visit it wasn't you know to be there permanently or anything like that um you know it, it's it's kind of cool to go in and see all the things uh you know, it's Funny, I lived on the East Coast just about my whole life, and it wasn't until I moved to Montana that I actually saw the Statue of Liberty. And I was was commuting to New York every day, and I never saw the Statue of Liberty.
0: Yeah, uh, that that was the only thing. I I could look out my window, and it looked over Battery Park. And if you're thinking about Battery Park, the Statue of Liberty is right on the other side. I'm trying to fix my camera here. I got it set up, so I work out the kinks. Replace cams with uh, M50.
1: Sorry, you lagged out there for a second.
0: Oh, I said uh, sorry. I got I got a whole new setup. I got like a newer here. Control the stream. I got a M50 camera hooked up canon and 50 uh, like webcams anymore so i'm still trying to get all the bugs worked out so are you just doing the the hdmi out on that camera
1: to use it as a webcam
0: canon actually with an update where uh made it so it's it's actually you you can actually have a webcam
1: huh i didn't know that
0: uh, like a USB new audio because with HDMI out it can't capture audio and transmit it with the new software that they release it, it can capture audio and everything I'm not using the audio they go from uh I got like a a task cam um video, which of uh you know uses the xLR cables and that. Actually, do audio too, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been debating on uh, changing cameras. Uh, you know, for all my stuff, I'm still using uh, cell phones for my pictures and my video work. And I've been kind of drooling over cameras. Um, and I'm just I think I'm going to sit the camera game out a little bit longer, let some things calm down because the. Yeah, there's some new cameras coming out that are just supposed to be stellar, which brings the other cameras down to something I could probably afford.
0: Yeah, one of the cool things about uh, the uh, M50 is the one I have is it actually has higher than like, a, uh, like my, my 70D and stuff like that, which is like three times the... Cool. The mirrorless cameras, so more compact. And there's an adapter that I can put on there so I can use all my other lenses. Because that's the issue why I didn't go to mirrorless at first because there was no adapter when they first came out. uh, And, you know, several thousand dollars worth of lenses. Without that adapter, it's like, uh, no, I, I think I'm going to skip it. But now they have the adapter, so yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny how they have. It's funny you bring up adapters. I was looking at them last night for cell phones. They have the um, the cages you can put your cell phone on, and then they have the adapter so that you could run. Um, I think either Nikon or um, or Canon lenses. I think they got them for both now. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy the things that people think up is. I mean, what are they going to come up with next? I'm going to, and it's so funny seeing the pictures, you know, you got this cell phone, you know, you got this cell phone, this big, and then you got a lens, like a foot out, out from the front of it. It's like, okay, I understand you can do that. I don't know if I really want a a foot of lens in front of a cell phone. I think I'd really want a camera body for that to be on.
0: Yeah. So, but you know, they, our Cell phones are getting so good right now. It's like almost it's almost crazy. It's just like uh, it's like do you, I don't know. It's just like do we really need a uh, D- DSLR camera or anything? Well, you don't really need a DSLR camera anymore. Everyone's going mirrorless, but it's kind of crazy how.
1: You know the only thing the only thing that I'm missing out of my cell phone right now is being able to do something where there's a shallow depth of field. And it's not very often, but um, I have a project that I'm working on that that would be really nice, but it's not critical. Um, And it's mostly just for aesthetics. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, if I was uh, one of the cool things about this camera is if I do like live streams away from here, I got I got like a screen behind me, so it really doesn't matter. But uh, one of the reasons why I want to get it is to get it set up so my for my computers and everything can use my M50 is so I can do the shallow depth of field if I if I broadcast them somewhere else. Yeah,
1: and that's. That would be cool. You know, if I was going to Shot Show, um, uh, unfortunately, it's just not going to work out for me this year. But if I was going to go to Shot Show, I would totally, I would totally want that. I would want that shallow depth of field just so I could go into, you know, just in case you needed to go into a corner or somewhere, somewhere a little less populated to to do something. Um, but that's that is the problem with the cell phones is they want they want everything in focus. And it kind of kind of drives me nuts sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, I I heard that the new Canon, not the Canon, what The new Samsung is going to be able to do a shallow depth field.
1: Uh the the S with the S the S twenty Note Ultra. Um, I have a buddy that has one that I kind of play with every once in a while, um, and I. The problem is i use a third-party app to do my video with okay. samsung has locked out third parties from some of the higher functions of the cameras and yeah, some with, of the lenses
0: go i have a one and you have the live focus where you can like do best with it so if they lock locked you out that's one thing about samsung that i do not like yeah um
1: you know, it's funny. I like. I mean, my my cell phone's a Samsung. This is the first Samsung I've had. I have a, I have the S nine, and and I love that phone. But then I'm starting to hear about, they're getting a little, they're getting a little weird about, you know, third party apps getting. Why would you lock a third party app from the higher functions of a of a of the camera? I mean, yeah, I don't they know. Get realize bad. that people have other needs that Samsung cannot, you know, deliver
0: on. That's like an Apple thing to do.
1: Yeah, it's totally an Apple thing to do. Uh, it really is, and it just drives me up the walls. It's like, guys, would you just just start playing nice with everybody? I mean, even if, even if you want to say it's for security reasons, whatever. Fine, give the developers a way to become like uh, a trusted partner, and once you get that trusted partner status, you can unlock the API for that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. But they do it on purpose. They do it too because they have their own apps coming on and stuff like that. It's like when they replace the awesome Google Assistant with Bixby. Yeah. I
1: Bixby drives me up the walls. <laughs>
0: I, I absolutely
1: I hate Bixby. I have a I have an app that I downloaded. That I can I can reprogram the Bixby button. Um yeah. but uh, I just the f- first time I, I played with Bixby I'm like oh, I'm turning this thing off I, I totally hate it um, Like I don't understand the big war for digital assistants. Um, you know why why is Samsung gonna have one too? I mean, you know Google's got one yeah. just just play play with someone else and why why are, what do you have to gain by doing that which I know the answer is, they want the they want the analytics you know they want they want to know everything about the the voice and what you're searching for uh, I like to tell everybody that if you're getting something for free you're paying for it somewhere else
0: what, so, what we used to say at Facebook is um, if you get something for free you are the product yeah it's totally totally they're selling selling your information so you are the product. Yep. You are.
1: I mean it it's so funny because we we've been talking about it for years but look at the last election when everybody was harvesting all the Facebook information. And it's like it, you know and people got all up in arms and you know I I'm in I you know I'm in cybersecurity so you, <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting there going we I've been saying this for years. <laughs>
0: Like that. Uh, this is not a like. This is not a surprise, guys. This, this yeah. has been happening. You're just noticing now. Yeah, exactly. it It finally hit. It finally hit close to home for you.
1: So now, now you're paying attention to it.
0: Yeah. Uh. So you. So you're in cybersecurity. Do you? Okay. This is going to turn into a little bit of tech talk. But are you doing the Amazon Cloud? Uh. Their their convention their online convention. No, um,
1: so I I do a little. My portion of cybersecurity is more on. Um, I, I kind of moved out of the tech stuff. I still do a little bit of the tech stuff. Most of the stuff I'm doing now is the audit and regulatory. Okay. Um, I just I just got sick of getting woken up at all hours of the night, and you don't wake an auditor up in at, you know the middle of the night. So. I got a little bit of my life back
0: yeah i mean i i I went into the engineering part the actual design um from i used to do like certified ethical hacking uh pen testing and stuff like that (laughs) uh now i do more of the back in encryption and uh design uh like encryption protocols and stuff like that on the back end so therefore yeah operations (laughs)
1: Yeah, I used to do, you know, I, I, I there was a time I, I remember I went to class to start doing the pen testing and I got through the class and I got to the end of the class. And I'm like, I totally don't want to do pen testing. I don't have the, I don't have the patience for this anymore. Um, you know, I just kinda, I think it's cool. It's fun. Um, and I just went, I'm just, it, I'm not a red team person. I'm a blue team person and I'm, I'm good with that. Um,
0: I, like
1: I you know I like I like it too there's there's times I, I play with it a little bit and it's it's so much fun but then I just I, I just come back to I'm a defensive person not an offensive person
0: for those that don't know pen, pen testing is penetration testing or so basically it is um, trying to break into stuff. That it's, it's like hacking for white hat hacking, basically.
1: It's finding all your vulnerabilities and flaws before somebody can do that, and then make money off of you doing it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's funny how like people make money off of things uh, like that. Like uh, there was a school system that got all their crap hacked recently. <laughs> um, uh, uh, it Fairfax County Schools. Apparently they didn't uh, lock down their stuff and someone clicked on a button and they had all their stuff being encrypted. <laughs> you know,
1: it's funny is um, this was, this was, a, this was years ago. I was at a, I was at a doctor's appointment and the doctor had just moved to a new building and the, you know, they're all, and he's the one doctor practice and he's trying to get everything running and still see patients and, you know, he's got kind of an IT consultant and all that. And I'm just, you know, I'm just sitting in the room and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm a consultant. So I just pull out my laptop and I just start writing a report or something while the, the doctor's running around doing this stuff. And I open up my laptop and, oh, I got Wi-Fi. Cool. Jump onto their, uh, their guest Wi-Fi. And immediately I can see their entire network. It starts, you know, my, I'm on a Mac and it's starting to see their Mac server and their Mac workstations and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, that, that's not good. And finally, the, the doctor gets in the room with me. I go, hey, uh, check this out. <laughs> I go, here's your front desk. Here's this. And he's like, how, how'd you do that? And I go, I jumped on your guest Wi Fi. Your guest Wi Fi is on your live network. And he goes, hold on. <laughs> he runs, runs out of the office, and the, and the guest Wi-Fi just died. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you, 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 you might want to be a little more careful with this stuff. Um, the next time I came back, he goes, yeah, my IT guy is not happy with you. I'm like, why is he not happy with me? You should be happy that I found it before someone did something evil.
0: Yeah, really. I, I live in the Philippines. Uh, Working over there, I worked. I lived in Manila for a while, and uh, there was a guy that was next to me, and uh, another expat, which was an expatriate guy, American guy, who was he would party all hours of the night. I was like, dude, you got to stop this. I mean, I I got I go work at eight o'clock in the morning, and you got you're up to like five o'clock in the morning every night partying. And he basically told me the F off, but uh, his Wi-Fi was open and his hard drive was shared. <laughs> so, so I, well, I, found, I found a presentation that he was doing. I looked at his calendar. I shouldn't really even be telling people this, but oh well. But I looked at his calendar, found the presentation that he was going to be doing. He was going to be given a presentation, a PowerPoint. So he had a video in there. So I took downloaded the video. I cut the first part of the video out. So if you looked at it, it looked like a regular video. But once you played it with the <laughs> <laughs> So horn,
1: serves him right for not securing his crap.
0: I'm like, dude, you pissed off a guy that gets paid big bucks to hack into stuff.
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, so yeah, I started off in in Novell in the Novell days. And the, comp- wow. and the company I worked for decided I was going to be a Microsoft guy. Um, this is, you know, this is obviously back before the security stuff. And um, so I went to, I went to training to, for my MCSE, uh, you know, in windows NT four. Um, so uh, there was this guy that it was in class. It just annoyed everybody. And he just happened to be sitting next to me and was my lab partner and all that stuff. And, he was a he was a car mechanic, and he was gonna go through this class, get his MCSE, and he was gonna start making sixty thousand dollars a year tomorrow. I'm like, no, you're not. And uh, he he finally pissed me off in class one day, and I start doing remote administration of his computer. So I started changing his background, taking an icon away, add an icon, and he he'd start forgetting what's going on. Like, I don't know, it should reboot. Maybe it's just something wrong with Windows and you'd reboot. Something else was wrong with it because I changed another setting. Like in my mind, I'm going, it's your own fault for using password as path pass- as your password for your administrator account. Yeah. that doesn't um, anymore. And it was just so funny because he was just going nuts with this thing. And, and I ended up just keeping him so busy that he stopped annoying me and the rest of the class. Cause he was always trying to figure out what was wrong with his computer.
0: Yeah, we, <laughs> we went down to North Carolina to all of it. What company was it? I've been so many different places. It was uh, the company that made the CVX100. Um, damn it. I can't even think anymore. CVX100. No, it was actually a Cisco thing we went down there for. Never mind. It was a Cisco thing. Um, and we messed with these guys that sat in front of us so much. We would go into their router and like program it, like put like routing loops in there and, and reboot <laughs> it and like erase they do like a write a, a write erase on their config and and stuff, erase all the config and uh they got so mad they started going over there and started kicking the router. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't like them so. so I had a I had a contract at um at DuPont at the experimental station in uh, Delaware. And I sat in the the data center and I'm sitting there and 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 there's a this big old Cisco router, and I mean big, that they were like the ones that were like Small dorm room ref-
0: refrigerator size, like the twelve thousand series or the yeah sub- it, exactly. If there are a small dorm so, re- room ref- refrigerator size, probably yeah. seven thousand series.
1: So, so it's sitting just you know underneath uh, underneath the the bench there, and I'm like, okay, it's just a dead router, you know, whatever. It's you know, no nowhere where we're sitting, but um, one day this guy comes in and opens the router up, pulls a coke out, closes the router. I'll look at this thing like what the hell is that? And the guy sitting next to me goes, Oh, yeah, that's a ref- that's a refrigerator. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I can tell that now. And uh he goes, yeah, he goes, um, he goes, We're not allowed to have food in here. I go, yeah, I, I remember signing off on that. And he goes, Yeah, he goes, so um, so yeah, you know, cokes for a, a quarter and all that stuff. All right, all right, no problem. So I went into the fridge one time and I go. I was like, hey Joe, we're uh we're out of code. So you know, next next run He's he go oh, no no, go get the tile pullers. Okay. I get the tile pullers, he goes, pull that tile up you pull it up. Well, I mean, and you know, but for everybody else listening, air conditioning in a data center runs underneath the floor, yeah. Uh, under the raised floor. So they have all this, they have all the soda down in the under the raised floor pre-chilled from the air conditioning. <laughs> so when we put it in the fridge. And uh, and I asked him, I go, how do you get this stuff past security? And he goes, Well, we go through a lot of paper in here. I go, There's no printers in here. He goes, Security doesn't know that. So So what do you do? They take the paper, the big paper boxes, and load them up with soda and everything. Close it in, and security would never look in the boxes. They just buzz them through, and they're just walking in with with soda and you know food and all kinds of stuff. Wow, and yeah, you know, this is this is where I'm sitting. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking. You know, 20 yards in front of me is a is a is a cray supercomputer. Um, I mean, if we had ever got caught, caught with the food in there, they, they would have just they, we would all would have been just fired instantly.
0: Yeah, I mean, well. When I worked for Quest, I was the guy who was unloading a uh, a big Juniper, like a Juniper M40 fully fully populated, or no M120, I think it was fully populated. Uh, and the cards in that are this is back in like the early '90s, and the card and it had like twelve cards in there. Each card was like one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the actual chassis was like four hundred thousand. And he dropped it and broke everything. Oh. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that, he's like, oh my God, that'll probably, that probably cost as much as my year's salary. It's like, no,
1: yeah, that, no, that not car- at all. Yeah, that, that carrier grade equipment, you just not, yeah, I I'd never, I was never comfortable around that stuff um, because it was just, you screw something up that was like multiple times your salary per year that you just screwed up.
0: Yeah. It's like, Oh, well, I was like, I looked at him I was like, you broke something. You probably broke about $2 million worth of equipment there. And he just started like freaking out. Uh, they didn't fire him though. I will say that.
1: Yeah. It was, um, yeah. I, it's funny speaking of category equipment. When, when I lived in Delaware, uh, we moved to this one house and there was no DSL. And no cable modems so it was dial up only and i'm just like this this really this really sucks so i ended up ordering isdn because in at, at the time there was a law that isdn still had to be available because of the state of delaware it was an yeah. old law that was on the books it's for still the is. old video for the video conferencing system yeah it's it still is on the books in a
0: lot of things yeah
1: so so i ended up ordering up uh, there was Three load coils and four taps between the CO and my house. Oh, well, um, they have to remove all that shit. So I ordered up DSL, and they had to run new lines from the CO Dude, to my house.
0: They hated you, man. They, uh,
1: oh, they, to- they totally hated me. Well, what they hated me was what DSL I did afterwards.
0: A DSL won't run over load coils uh, or taps. Uh it, The degradation too much. So it just won't run. But no. But really, they have to remove them. Or run new line, which is incredibly expensive. So, so they they ran a uh, they ran a new
1: line to my house because I remember driving home one day from the train station and I see them pulling the stuff down the poles. I'm like, I wonder what they're doing. And uh, it, I didn't know about the load coils and the taps and all that until after they got the DSL ser- or the ISDN service into my house. Well, I had ISDN for about a month and then I took the phone number for the ISDN service and did the DSL qualification for it and it qualified. And then they were back the next month putting DSL into my house.
0: Yeah, it's because when they removed it for the ISDN, they removed all the load coils and so they run over. But they have to because- were, They were pissed. <laughs> Yeah, well, a lot of people used to do that because they would order ISDN for like a month because they knew they would have to remove all the taps and load coils or run new line because with DSL, they didn't have to do that. They can just say, hey, you don't qualify for it. But you had to qualify for ISDN, so people would do that. They would get them to remove all the load coils and the taps by ordering ISDN and then cancel it immediately once it got installed because now they could get DSL. See...
1: The trick was the trick for me was you didn't want to cancel it because they would say they would say no. Um, You had to have that phone number that qualified. So with with Verizon in Delaware, you had to have that phone number that qualified. So I had the phone number that qualified, and they were back the next month putting in DSL. And that that engineer that showed up my house was so mad.
0: the The funny thing was is a year
1: later they trenched fiber to the house.
0: Yeah, uh, we were the test bed for uh, files where I lived at. So I, I got like files before like anyone else did. They're like, Hey, do you want to test out Fios? We'll give it to you for free. Oh. We got like files for like five years for free. We we're oh, yeah. the test bed, and like you know, all we all we had to do is fill out a survey is it working okay? Yep, working fine. And uh, yeah. this is like most people had like. At most, like, like, th- like, seven sixty eight speed at most. Yeah. You know, like, like or and I had like, a, I would go gaming and I had like, like a four millisecond ping. I just like destroy yeah. people because I would be able to like, kill them before they even saw me.
1: You were you were always elected to host on Xbox Live.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I would have a. It, so like it was it was great uh yeah back in the day man it, there were some crazy there was some i got stories that i could tell um in, <laughs> i do too like uh so- people don't realize um we would not have the internet if it wasn't for i'm gonna mispronounce it because it will flag my video prawn yeah, yeah there would be no internet back in the late yeah. 90s fifty percent of all internet traffic was that. Oh yeah uh, it's literally I mean,
1: 50%. You, I mean you think you think about it where right? I when I used to do all the the security stuff and put in the 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 new firewalls and all the content filters, it used to be funny because you know, we would put the content filters in, but they weren't blocking. they were just they were just in listen mode. And we used to see some stuff going through that you're just like we go back to the customer going, man, you need to get control of this um, because you have an HR issue in your company. You just don't know it yet.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I worked a couple of different stories. I worked with a guy that used to watch some like really crazy stuff, like full screen. You would just hear it. And uh, there was a guy named Uzo, um, a really cool guy. It, the guy that was named John. He sat in front of me. Uzo sat behind me. So, uh, in the cube. This is a Quest. So, Uzo stood up and was like, Hey, John, they're talking to me. Or you could say, Hey, Crump. Because he used to call me Crump. And all of a sudden he goes,
1: What the F is that? <laughs> <laughs> what? He's like,
0: started pointing like that, looked over, it, and there was like some people dressed up as horses and stuff. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Um but that guy got fired eventually.
1: It, it that's the thing, you know, and I used to tell people, even when I, you know, when I run networks, um, I tell people, I go, look, I don't care what you do at home. Whatever you do at home, that's that's you. You just just don't do it on this network. Um, if you do it on this network, you'll eventually get fired. Um
0: yeah
1: if i don't if i if i don't find it now i'll eventually i eventually will find it
0: yeah. well he didn't get fired for that he got fired because he accidentally took down the midwest for quest well yeah that that would do it and then left it down and went home oops <laughs> yeah that's it i mean how much how much money did they lose on that outage with slas Millions. Yeah. Literally millions. And I'm not even exaggerating. I'm talking about like not even like in the seven digits, probably in like the nine digits.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, um, it's fun. when you're in the carriers, it doesn't take long
0: to rack up. I mean, every minute you're losing millions of dollars. Yeah. That's, well, I'm glad it'll work there because it's really high stress and something goes wrong and something will go wrong and people start freaking out cuz they just it, the company's hemorrhaging money at that point. Yep. And 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 everyone's going freaking out because just uh people don't know that uh like big companies like Google and stuff, they don't have their own network networks. They go to, you know, they hook up to <coughs> carriers like an AT&T a Verizon, uh these big carriers. So a quest, another one of uh, century link, century link, which is not quest, but, uh, and so they have SLAs, So like every minute that they're down, these companies are paying losing money.
1: Yeah. It's every minute they're down. That's another gun that could have been 3d printed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how's the 3d printing stuff going?
1: Uh, good. I've been laying off of it for a little while. Um, because for me, I'm just trying to finish up my my summer content. I got another probably about a month or a month and a half of content. Uh, yeah, probably about two, almost two months of content to finish before I switch over to winter content uh, just because it gets so nasty here. Uh, I've already started filming winter content. Um, we have not been to the range in three weeks now because it's just it's just been kind of nasty. High wind, uh, cold. Um, even some of the summer content I'm doing now in the outtakes, um, yeah, it's the uh, I remember saying oh, my hands are cold because it's just it's freezing down there, and then you add the wind chill to it, it just it's nasty. So, I
0: you still have shorts?
1: What's that? I'm still in shorts. Um, well, it's funny because I'm still in shorts on that video, too. Uh, but. I mean, it gets when it gets cold here. It gets cold fast, um, and and the range I shoot in is in a canyon with the with the interstate going through it. So the winds the winds whip through that canyon, and you'll get cold quick. So um, so I've just been kind of heads down working on that. Um, I found a three D print that I really like. It's a um, it's a magazine. It's, it's uh, I can actually show it. You load it into your magazine. And it puts the follow, you know, it, it lowers the follower down so that when you're doing your dry fire, when you rack your slide, it doesn't lock the slide open. Oh, really? So, yeah. So it's kind of, I, I, I've been playing with those and I, I they have it for nine and 40. And, and I played around with my slicing software to get a uh, 45. It's a little bit bigger. I had to play with it. Um, and now I got one for 45 as well. So now when I'm playing around with the Mantis, um, I, don't, I probably just dropped out there for a second, didn't I? <laughs> uh, so now now I, my slide doesn't lock back when I'm doing dry fire, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. Found, found it on Thingiverse.
0: Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, I had a little device that would do that. I... I Somebody sent it to me. I think it was from concealedcarry.net they added on there. They did the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um, there's also one, um, uh, I think SwitchPod did a review of it, where they have a weight that goes in your magazine, and then this thing slides over top of it. So now you have a weighted magazine that the slide won't lock open on either. So when you're doing your dry fire, you get the full weight of the of the gun.
0: Yeah. Um Mantis sent me something called a Blackbeard. Which uh if for an AR and it resets the AR trigger so you can drive by an AR.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous about that right now. Um I'd love to I, I want to get my hands on one of those and just, I just I'm too busy spending money on tripods and other stuff right now to, to buy one of those, but eventually I want to get one of those Blackbeards. It's
0: just ask for it. Cool. Maybe they'll
1: give it to you. Yeah, I, I could, but I, you know I'm still I'm still producing content for the X10. And um so I, I don't wanna I, I don't want to get greedy, but what? uh I I might I, I might ask Austin. Uh Austin, if you're watching, um yeah, you, know, you can just drop me a line and or just mail me one. that would be great too. But uh but no, I don't want I don't want to get greedy. Even when I was talking to Austin about the X10, I was talking, you know, um we were exchanging emails and he's like, Well, what do you want? And I go, well, I'm sure you get a lot of requests for the X10, but, you know, I'll, I'll shoot anything you want. You know, what, what do you want out there? And, you go, and the next email is X10 it is. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm getting no, an awesome X10. really cool guy. He is. I, 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 like, I like talking to him. Um, and he's been making around. So, you know, I know he was on your show, and he he's made a bunch of other podcasts lately, too. So that if there's a time for that company, it's now. Um, he's got a great opportunity with the price of ammo to to push that product.
0: Yeah, yeah. he definitely does. I actually talked to him about that. He's like, "Yep."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but yeah,
1: I don't, I, I, it's one of the things I I, I could ask him, but I want to make sure that I'm producing good content for him before I ask for something else
0: yeah i mean they're, they're really responsive um if you like say hey i think that you, you should change this they actually take that to heart
1: i thought uh, i've had problems um where it, it was like a, i got an error on my x10 one time it's like um uh it, it was a failure with with um their uh algorithm it was like algorithm failure and right from the app i opened up a ticket and two hours later i had an email back from them going we fixed the problem, it's already updated on your on your device. And I'm just like, crap, that is awesome. And I remember I remember sending that to Austin. He's just like, I'm glad, I'm glad that they're doing their job. You know, we, we got some pretty awesome people. So he's he was glad to hear that that come back.
0: Yeah, they are they are really smart. I really love them. I really like that company. All right, man. Well, we've been on for an hour, and I have to go to a meeting at my church because my kids are going to make his first communion this year. Awesome, dude. According to the Washington Post, I'm a member of a cult because that's what they call the Catholic Church because of Amy Cohen Barrett. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't even get to talk about the uh, the debates tonight, but I guess I'll talk about that on Thursday because I have scouts tomorrow. So I'll be back on Thursday, and then I'll be back on Friday. But thank you for coming on, man. It was fun.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's it's always fun getting on on your show and just the two of us just sitting here kind of
0: chat, chatting yeah, about like, different things. Most of the stuff wasn't even gun related, but <laughs> no, we kind of looped it around at the end, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anything you want to plug before you go? Uh, You know, you can,
1: you can find me on just about every platform. Just uh, you can go into Google and search the Rogue Banshee and you will find my webpage or my YouTube channel or full 30 or something or Instagram, whatever. Uh, Just about anything, the Rogue Banshee, you'll find me. Um, I, I have a video coming out, I guess. Yeah. Sunday night. Uh, we're revisiting the polymer 80 P 320 grip module that I'm just kind of doing the last bit of editing right now to get ready for Sunday. Nice.
0: Nice. All right, man. Well, I will let you go to find all my stuff at crumpy.com uh, and thank you. Blackswog tactical.com for sponsoring me, which is actually my, my t-shirt company. <laughs> so It's actually me.
1: <laughs> I, I need to talk to you about that. Offline.
0: Well, yeah, if you want to get, because I'm doing gorillas and guns, uh, we're doing some designs there. We got sandhill Shooters up there. So I'm doing a lot, and all the profits that I make from BlackFawnTactical.com actually goes to my niece as well, um, because honestly, I, I my consulting business, where I consult on security stuff, is, I mean, that's where I make my money at. Um, everything else just goes to my niece. All right, I'll see you guys Thursday. I'm going to drop the outro, and uh, then uh, we'll get out of here. By the way, stay around for one second, (laughs) Roto-Banshee. Okay.